0: Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have Penny Oaks with me today and she is a professional organizer so I thought if there could be a better person it would be Penny to help us kind of talk through what's it look like to have an organized home with kids. And Penny's got kids, so she knows all about that. And she has just done a move in the midst of um, the pandemic. So she has sold a house, bought a house that I thankfully got to help them with. So she can kind of speak to the crazy and do homeschool. Is that right, Penny? Yes, that's correct. So you've kind of got it from every angle that I think our listeners will be curious to hear, like, how do you maintain an organized life, an organized home? And then just since you have these credentials as a professional organizer, we want to hear all these tools and tips that you can maybe help us. To get a little bit more handle on our home so because this time will go so quick i'm just going to jump in my first question for you penny is what is the biggest obstacle with staying organized with kids
1: well some people just don't know how to get organized they didn't grow up that way they don't know where to start um they don't know you know how to even go about it it just doesn't come natural to them so that could be an obstacle and then for sure another thing that can be an obstacle is time you know, as busy moms, we just lack the time. And I will say to get organized and to create systems, it does take time to do those things. So I'll address actually a little bit more of those two obstacles near toward the end. But then the last obstacle that I'm gonna talk about right now is that sometimes the family just has too much stuff. And I know that's really hard to hear. um, But when you have a lot of things, even once you get organized, because there's so much to deal with, it's easy for things to go right back to chaos. So the biggest step, and and I know we're going to get into this in just a second, is you've got to declutter. You've got to get rid of some of that stuff.
0: I love hearing that. And I hope my husband's listening to this as we're talking because he's the one that keeps the most stuff. Uh, I feel bad because it's like, I go through my stuff and my kids stuff just because I want less things in our home. And my husband, he holds them with gritted teeth. He is not getting rid of his stuff. I mean, he does always have solutions to everything. Like, do you have this random thing? Oh yeah, I've got this. Whether he can find it or not is another issue. But I agree. I think having too many, too much stuff, can just overwhelm you to how do you even have order if there's too many things in the house? So what tips do you recommend to parents to help organize their homes when you're meeting with clients as a professional organizer? What are some things that you recommend specifically to parents as they try to organize these spaces for kids?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, the first thing is is you've got to declutter. Um, And I know that's the hardest one, but it just helps to make things easier. Um, and since we're talking about kids, let's just dive in and talk about toys because that's a big one right there. And I know that some people think, well, oh, no, I feel like I'm in limbo land. What if I have another baby or, you know, so and so gave this toy to my child. You know, I don't feel like I can get rid of it. Or what if they want to play with this thing again? So um, something actually that I did with my boys. So I have three boys and they were all born in three years. So I, for real, know crazy (laughs) and the crazy really kicked in when the third child was born. That's when I I mean, I was always organized. I've always been an organized person. But when that third baby came along, I was like, oh, it's gotten real right now. (laughs) But so what I always have done with my kids is I will pack away one third of their toys. So I get like a bin that they can't see through. And then I put stuff in it. And either put it up like at the top of the closet where they can't reach it or put it away in the garage or in the attic. And then they're left with two thirds of their toys. And a lot of times kids already have so much to play with that they don't even realize that you've taken away some of their toys. Mm -hmm. And so then I will leave them packed away for about three to four months. And then I'll rotate them out and put away another third of their toys that they've been playing with. And it's so funny because, like I said, my kids never noticed Then I had packed away toys. And when I
0: would get out the new stuff, they were like, Yay, new toys. (laughs) I love that. When (laughs) I was doing that like to get rid of things, but as soon as I had a bag, it's like Ellie knows now. If I have a brown grocery (laughs) bag, it's bad news. And she's like, What's in there? What's going? (laughs) I love that toy. That's my favorite. I'm like, you haven't seen that in two months. You don't even remember it. So you have to be like, I think packing it up putting it in storage and then rotating it out. It's like brand new toys that feel new and exciting.
1: Exactly. And I I will say that I always did this when my kids weren't around, because just like you said, if they see it, they're going to be like, no mom, seriously, that's like my favorite, favorite. (laughs) So I would either just have my husband watch the kids or like if the kids stayed with my mom or my mother-in-law, you know, just for a weekend, me and my husband would do it then. He was pretty good about helping me. So that's that's always good when you feel like you have both people on board. But if not, you still have to just trudge through, you know, like with your husband, you say you feel like he holds on to much stuff, but at least you feel like that's something that you can do. Another thing that I really recommend is that to color code basically everything. I'm talking lunch bags, diaper bags, sippy cups their little plates that they eat out of homework folders. I mean, basically you name it, I say color code it because the, I don't know if you've ever heard this or not, but the average person makes 35,000 decisions every day. And us as moms, I mean, honestly, it's not really a stretch to even say that moms make probably about hundred thousand decisions a day. And, um, it's even more when we're being inundated with questions from kids and things like that. So it's like, you know, trying to think about, oh my goodness, whose sippy cup is this again? Like if it's color coded, you already know whose it is. And like when my kids were little, I will tell you the first time I thought about this was one day when we were getting out at church and my husband was going to take one or two of the kids to their classrooms. And at this point, like I said, I had three kids in three years and literally they were all in diapers for a whole year so they all had bags that they had to go with them to church and so my husband's like well whose bag is who and you know you're frazzled at that point so i'm like uh i don't know thomas the train i don't know (laughs) so i thought that's when it hit me i was like i've got to color code everything um and so my kids didn't really have a choice they were too young at that point so i just picked colors for them like everything Wesley blue, everything Lincoln green, everything Cooper yellow. Uh, And it just made things simple. Um, And Even too, like I want to show you this. So we drink out of little Mason jars. And so these are my boys. Uh, This is Wesley and Lincoln's here. But I got these uh, silicone bands from Defy Gravity when they used to do it that way. And so I put them around the cup and then the kids know, hey, you know, if I don't drink milk, you know, we—that's gross. But other, other, anything else—that's their cut for the whole day. So it cuts down on excess. It make things makes things easier. I mean, when I walk into the living room and I see the kids have left a, a glass out, I'm like, I immediately know who's it is. <laughs> you know. And we also do the same thing with like towels um, in their bathroom. They have their own color towel. I mean, if I walk in and a towels laying on the floor, I know immediately who to get on. <laughs> you I know. <laughs> But it's just, I think it's really important to color code everything. Seriously, Mm -hmm. I mean, just as much as you can do that because you have to think about decision fatigue and if you can do something to make life simpler, then why not, right?
0: Well, I think what you alluded to too with your husband, it's like we as moms might know whose is whose and we know who leaves their cup or towel that way, but our spouse might not because they're not with them as much. So color coding for their sake, even like the diaper bag at church or the backpack going to school. It's like, whose is who? So I think that's awesome. And a great suggestion to help get organized and not feel frazzled in these moments, whether it's going to school or church. So that's awesome. So what are some practical ideas, even though you've already given us some color code, declutter, toy swap, those are all great. What are some practical ideas? Um, to add organizational systems to a home. Is there anything specific that you give to your clients in that regard?
1: Yes, and I always tell my clients to think about training their children to become independent. Cause obviously we don't want them to rely on us for everything. I mean, they need to kinda, you know, put on the big big girl panties and their big boy panties and, and do some things for themselves. So like, for example, one of the ideas that I give my clients is, if they have a space where they can have a coat rack that is down low enough where their children can access their own things, that makes it so helpful. And again, if you want to go back and color code something, you can, you know, write their name on a cute little sticky note and just have it right up above their hook. Or, you know, sometimes IKEA will actually have the um, little kids coat racks that have the colored knob on them. But I find something like that is helpful because first of all, it's going to make the process of getting out the door easier. Everybody knows where their, their jacket is at or everybody knows where their scarf is at. And then coming home, you know, you can say, Hey buddy, this is your coat rack. This is where your coat goes. This is where you hang up your baseball hat. All of it goes right here. And I've done that for years with my boys because then there's no guessing about, Mm -hmm. And there's no excuse for a jacket to be laying on the floor. You know what I mean? It just, it takes time to get those systems in place, especially if your kids aren't used to that at all. But what, I mean, you're training them to become independent. You're training them to be responsible. And that's what you you want to do. Um, Another thing that I recommend for clients to do is take advantage of the space on the back of their door. So Mm -hmm. like if they have a coat closet, then... Invest in a clear over-the-door shoe hanger because don't worry about it, you know, being seen because it's on the the inside of a door. So use a clear one so everybody can see through it. And then, like you know, during winter, you could do scarves, stocking caps, gloves, earmuffs, things like that. And you can even have like a whole row for you know your youngest child, the next row for your middle, whatever. Um, And then when the season changes switch those items, put the winter stuff up high, put the summer stuff down low, like bug spray, sunscreen, you know, different things like that, that you would use in that season. But if you put things in a way that your kids can access it, just like, for example, um, if if it's possible to have like a drawer or a cabinet in your kitchen that has just your kid's stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So then you're training them to be responsible to help you unload the dishes from the dishwasher and put their things where they go. But um, I think another thing that I've done with my boys for years, we have probably been doing this for about eight years or so, is that they help with laundry. So they know how to start the washer, they know how to switch things over to the dryer, even when they were little, like my husband was Marine Corps. And so he's like, and this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) But they also know, like, you know, I'll go in there and I'll get their clothes out of the dryer and fold them. And Mm -hmm. then I have a certain spot where I put Wesley's clothes, a certain Mm -hmm. spot where I put Lincoln's, a certain spot when I, where I put Cooper's and I'll tell the boys, I don't even have to be in the laundry room with them. I just say, Hey boys, you've got clean clothes. And they go in there and they always know where their clean clothes are. And then they're able to put them away in their rooms. I have all their drawers in their room labeled. So it's like right at the very top of the drawer. So like if the drawer is closed, you can't even read the label. Um, And so that, or you could even, if you wanted to like create sections in the kid's closet. So they know all my nice shirts go here. All my nice dresses go here. Cause here's the thing. I know at first it's hard to get these things going, especially if kids aren't used to it, but kids really will rise to the expectation that we set for them and Mm -hmm. they are a lot more capable and of doing things than sometimes we think that they are you know and we're the adults so and I'm not saying that in like a in like a bossy or mean way but just we we have to encourage our children and the thing of it is is that it may seem like in no time that you know they're going to be grown. And it is, it's true. My boys now are fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. So, you know, I thought we would never get out of the kid phase, but we are. And now they are so independent and helpful and responsible that I don't have to do a lot of that training now. So I love
0: that. And that's something Ellie, my oldest, is four. And I was definitely taught the independence thing. So I'm I love that this is one of your big topics because I think it's so awesome. And I think even as like a perfectionist or a type A personality or a mom who wants their house just in a specific order, they might not train for independence because they want it in a specific way, but then yeah. they don't get it done and they're overwhelmed and their house is a mess because they, it has to be perfect. And right, like I was saying with Ellie, I've just started her newest thing now is that she brings her, her backpack in from school. And yeah. unloads it for me. Now it's not perfect. And you know, I, I'm still showing her how to take the cooler out, put it in the freezer, but it's mm-hmm. training independence. And then she has a little cabinet that she can reach to put it away. And it helps me. Oh yeah. I might have to go behind her and fix a couple things, but yeah. I do think I see her little brother watching and he wants a responsibility that he can be a big boy and be in charge of. <laughs> so I I do agree that they want to do these things, even if they complain a little bit, they feel yeah. like big Big kids doing
1: it. Yeah, for sure.
0: So I'm going to tell
1: you one of the suggestions that I offer for parents when they have arts and crafts. So I've got this big Sterilite bin here. I don't know how well you can see this. But I love these. This is the bigger kind that holds like 12 by 12 pieces of scrapbook um, paper. And so inside, you can see actually on the outside, I have things labeled for my kids. But on the inside... I don't know how well you can see this and my hand is pushing on the bottom, but I have like sections for colored pencils, sections for markers, and it just makes it easy. And then all they have to do, if they want to get the whole bin out, they can, or if they just want to get out what they need, it makes it super simple because it, like, for example, if you have, you know, those pencil boxes that have the top on them, if you have something like that in one of these drawers, the kids have to open the drawer Get the box out because it won't open with the top on it in there. Mm -hmm. Open the top, you know, play with whatever they want. Get it out. Put the topping of it. Like it's too many steps. The kids are just not going to be bothered with that. So when you and you can buy these little bins super cheap at like the dollar section of Target or like even something like Dollar Tree. We have these, but these work great. We have two of these, um, and then some other systems set up in our homeschool closet. So this just helps like manage everything. Like on the inside, I don't label the inside. I just label the outside of the drawer. So then people, you know, the boys know which you, you know, which drawer to even open up. So that works really good. So it's like keeping
0: it simple and practical that they can use it and easily put it away and know where it goes. I think that's exactly,
1: exactly. And then as far as like toys go, I love the cubby systems that, Target has. And then Ikea has some really nice ones too. And for me, like even as OCD as sometimes I can be, I never labeled my kids bins or had them like put certain stuff because girl, you know how it is. In like 20 seconds, the kids will have dumped out like eight bins and you're like, holy Hannah, help me here, please. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so if for
1: me, it was just a matter of if the toys got picked up and, and put away in a bin. Um, so for the bins, what I recommend is like a sturdy plastic type bin because mm-hmm. I have found like Target sells a smaller one that's like 11 by 11 and they're kind of a cloth bin. But when the kids start pulling in and out, they, they tend to collapse and just get wonky and they don't hold up. So I say, don't go with those. And then the ones that are like um, kind of like a wicker weave wooden one yeah. with the kids sliding the baskets in and out, they tend to break, you know, yeah. and then they don't look very good. So if you just find some sturdy plastic ones, you should be good. And like I said, I, honestly, I wouldn't even worry about labeling them.
0: That's funny because after my first kid, I have, you know, those cubbies and I had them all specifically the way I wanted. And I remember a friend saying, you're going to have to let that go. You're going to have to let that go. And I'm like, no, I will not let that go. I like my order. And then, you know, the the playroom, all the kids were there and the moms were helping clean up. And they were like, do you have a way that you like to put this all away? And I'm like, yes, it's going to look just like my kitchen. This play kitchen will look like my kitchen. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> let some of those things go, I will say. And like you said, just to have it away. And because I don't want to say no kids don't clean it up because I want to go in and do it the right way, then they never learn to clean up. Like they need to clean it up. And the easiest way to do that, like from what you're saying is just get it in the bins, even if they're not specific to the toy. So I think that's awesome and gives mom some freedoms to relax a little bit. Well, how, how would someone coming to you who says, okay, Penny, I need help. We've been home for over a year. We've been doing the homeschooling thing. It's not going so well. Our house is a disaster. You know, from where the kids drop their stuff when they come in the door to the playroom to our homeschooling. like It is just a nightmare. What would you how would you get started with them if they reached out to you? What does that look like for them to work with you?
1: So clients that live within a 60 minute round trip of Wake Forest, I will actually do a, a complimentary in-home consultation with them. So I'll come to their house. Um, it's not very long. It's like 30 minutes or so. And they show me the spaces that they're having trouble with. I bring my tape measure, I measure, we talk about, you know, if they're willing to possibly invest in maybe a piece of furniture or some kind of organizing supplies. I do my best to try to work with what people already have uh, just so they feel like, you know, they're getting more value um, and nothing goes into the landfill or gets stored up in the attic for extra clutter. So I definitely do try to do that, but um, we just kind of make a game plan. And then, you know, we schedule service dates for me to come out and actually work, you know, one on one with them. And sometimes I'll have clients that literally will be in the same room with me and they're, you know, helping make decisions and all that. But sometimes I have clients that are so busy, they just give me some guidelines and then me and my team come in there and we do it without them even being present. And but then at the end, I walk them through and I was like, okay, this is where all this is. This is where all of this is. This is, where we're going to find this. So it kind of, you know, it, I kind of tailor the needs to whatever my clients have. Um, but then also I have uh, walk and talk plans. So like if somebody feels like, okay, I've got a good handle on my kitchen, I've got a good handle on my pantry and my living room, but my closet is a mess. Like I need help with figuring out what would be the best way to set this up or my kid's playroom. I just, I can't get it right. Then I come in and, and, be there it's um i think it's two hours is it's either an hour and a half or two hours um and i'm there and we make notes and we come up with product ideas and everything like everything is completely written out they don't have to take any kind of notes um they get my expertise right there so that's an option too if people just feel like oh it's just a little bit i can do it but i just kind of need your vision sometimes you just need an extra set of eyes to bring new vision sometimes when you look at your space so much, you just can't figure out what to do with it. So that's, those Uh are definitely two options that I, that I offer. But I know that that hands-on help is really the big thing that people want because it's not only, it's not that the work can't be done by themselves, but when I'm there, they're like, okay, Penny's here from one to five today. I'm going to
0: knock it out, you know? So it's like an accountability partner too. I'm surprised. And, And to hear you say like that you'll go in and just do it, man, that would be so fun. Like you are in my dream job. I just want you to know, I would love to do what you do. (laughs) And I do it every day in my house as much as I can, but I would just be surprised. Do people take well to that versus them having I mean, I think it would get done faster and it would you would have all the systems, but do they push back and say, well, that doesn't really work for us. And then do you modify it?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. once I bring them in at the end and I try to always save plenty of time for that at the end, because if I say, oh, well, I, you know, Let's just say, for example, I decided to put your Q-tips and your floss sticks right here is, you know, and they'll say, oh, well, but I actually stand on this side of the sink. So I'd rather than, you know what I mean? So I will definitely make adjustments. That is no problem at all. And a lot of times I'll ask them lots of questions before we even get going. So then I kind of know what they're going for anyway. But, yeah, I'm I'm totally open to change. I never want to come in and be like, this is how we do it. And this is how it's going to be, you know, so I definitely want them to be happy
0: with it. I just made the mistake early in our marriage, probably the first three ish years of our marriage. I thought, man, my husband hit gold with me. I'm going to organize his stuff. And I'm going to get it all put away the way I think. And man, I lost so much trust. I mean, we've been married now almost 10 years and he will not let me come near his stuff from that like yeah. early experience where he came home and I'm pumped. I'm like, look what I did. And he is like hyperventilating out of like, I can't believe you did. You went through my stuff. And I was like, but look at all these systems I set up. And so, yeah, you have to be super cautious <laughs> with different people you're working with
1: you do and i think that you have to be mindful because a lot of times i'll have clients say i really want this but my partner is not on board and i say start with what is going to impact just you just worry about what you want to change and what you want to do because a lot of times when they see that motivation that you've gotten and the spark back in your step and how light you feel and less stressed out you are then a lot of times that will motivate them to do it and you you can't control other people you know, so it's just, it's one of those things that you've got to do what you feel like is the right thing for you and then hope and pray that others follow suit. And if they don't, you just have to keep living up to what you feel like you want to do for yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. And I I do know, even though Jed tends to keep more things when he does go through a season or, you know, a cleaning out decluttering phase, he will say, I do feel better. I feel lighter. Just like you said, it doesn't feel as overwhelming and like the walls are closing in. So yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I will say my services are all inclusive. So awesome. um, I don't charge for things like the con- the in-home consultation. I don't charge for um, taking donations. We'll, we'll drive them wherever you want, whatever charity you want us to take awesome. them to. We'll take them there. We'll get you a donation receipt. Um, I'll haul away recycles. I mean, it's literally sometimes we find the most random stuff in people's houses that have to go to specific recycle places. And I'll do that. So you don't pay any extra for that. If you need like products, I'll come home. i'll do the research i'll send you the links to order them you don't pay for any extra for those things
0: that's awesome well thank you again for being on i have your website up on the screen so the orderly sort.com you can find penny on facebook instagram Um, she's would be happy to meet with you talk with you if this is something that would help your family please reach out she's um, such a good friend and client of mine and i just love the work that you get to do with people i know it helps them and i know it's so much fun because i would love doing it so
1: oh it is very fun and if people have any questions definitely visit the website because all my pricing is there there's lots of frequently asked questions you can kind of look through and see what the process is like so definitely visit the website
0: awesome well thank you for your time i know we all have some takeaways for how we can better organize um, our homes with our kids so thank you again and i'll see everybody next week Thank you for joining me today, and if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me, at home, where it all begins.